Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pet Toy Designer. Mr. Pet Toy Designer. Nothing keeps Puppy from chewing our $100 shoes like $400 worth of little squeaky rubber shoes. Squeakity squeak now. The ham chop, the dog phone, the kooky cucumber. All incredibly lifelike when viewed by an unintelligent colorblind animal. I'm nobody's fool. There's not a toy you make that dogs don't love. But then again, they also eat their own poop. Eat their own poop. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh champion of the chew toy. After all, isn't it time someone threw you a bone? Mr. Petoy Designer. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hello and welcome to week 13 of the RBFFL. We've got one week to go. The playoff picture is getting very, very clear, but we're going to start with last week's recap, and we're going to start off with one of the closest games of the week and what was a very important game of the week with the standings being as close as they are. It was the Devils 109 staying in the playoff hunt defeating the Maulers 104, which actually eliminated the Maulers for this year. Wilson had 14. Uh, Eckler had seven. He was a little quieter than usual. Nine for Evans. Chase had five. He's kind of cooled off a little bit. Gronk, 23. Renfro, 15. Williams had 16. Looks like he's going to miss a week. And McManus... And the Cowboys, the special teams combined for 20, which was a very, very nice haul. On the bench, Jacobs had 14. There wasn't much else in double figures. Looking for a replacement for Williams by the looks of it as we go into the final week. For the Maulers, it's been a good season. Uh, with everything that's gone on from uh, a win-loss perspective, it's got very, very tight. Some very, very even teams. Uh, Herbert had 27 to Bright. Has a bright future. Gaskin had four. Lockett had a good week with 15. Lamb, 11. Another real, really bright future for Lamb. Five for Andrews. Five for Claypool. 13 for Jefferson. So that was a nice insert. And special teams had 24. On the bench, not really anything to report. So the Maulers just falling short. Devils beat them 109 to 104. In another important matchup, in a very high scoring matchup, the Budgies continue to really do well. 173 monster score, one of the biggest for the year, defeating the Queens 97. Not a bad score at all for the Budgies. Stafford, these numbers are incredible. Stafford with 23, 27 for Taylor, 23 for Allen, although he also has COVID. Uh, he won't be playing this week. 
Mooney had two. 44 for Kittle. Best game of the season by far. By far. Madison replacing Cook had 18. Ertz had one. Special teams combined for a very nice 35. On the bench, as we look for a replacement, um, there's really not much to go by. Uh, it's going to be a little hard to replace Keenan Allen for this week. However, it doesn't matter. They've clinched. We'll go through that. Uh, these are the two division winners out of the four. For the Queens, 97, 29 to Brady, continues to do well. Williams had a good week with seven. Kirk didn't score. Higgins had his best game of the season by a long way, 27. Knox had one. Patterson has been good. Some weeks he's been downright uh, outstanding. This week he had eight. Cooks had four. It was a little disappointing. Special teams had 21. It didn't matter. They weren't going to beat the rampaging budgies who have been so good. Surprisingly good, I think. But no doubt, Taylor has been the big story for the budgies. Budgies defeated the Queens. The Crabs, 139, defeated the Cows, 62, because the Cows were already eliminated. Um, Crabs are still in the mix. Murray had 29, finally back. Uh, it's been a, multiple weeks now, quarterback hunting. Gibson looked really good, 19, had a good couple of weeks. Metcalf had six. Jefferson had 32, he's on a pretty decent four-game stint. Frymouth had four. Mitchell had 13, 12 for Gallup, special teams combined for 24, which is one of the better special teams efforts. Freeman on the bench had 15, Moore had 16, looks like a solid rookie, uh, and so very nice. 139 score, Cows 62, they put in Roethlisberger, who's been in kind of a bit of a rotation, I know the Crabs have used him a few times, 19's very good, 12 for Davis. Six for Crowder. Hill had a quiet night with two. 13 for Hawkinson. Had a touchdown. He almost had two. Hardman had one. Um, Kansas City just don't quite look the same as they've done before. Uzma had two special teams combined for just seven. On the bench, it was a big, big, big bye week. Uh, just whacked them hard. And of course, McCaffrey on IR. There's nothing to report on the bench. It's been... A very challenging season for injuries for the Cows. One of their favorites of the early uh, season. Just suffering big time from those injuries. But hopefully next year will be a better year. The Wipeouts, 90 defeated. Um, the Hamsters, 70. Big effort from uh, the Wipeouts to stay in the hunt. Hamsters can also stay in the hunt uh, to finish up with a very, very tight race for the wipeouts. Jackson had 15. He's been up and down, a little shaky at times. Three for Singletary. It was a big running game, but not for Buffalo, more for New England. Five for Brown. Two for McLaurin. Go to 33. Hopkins back. 12. Doyle had one. Special teams had 19, continues to be a good area for the wipeouts. On the bench, it was a big bye week, so uh, that is uh, something to work to note. Um, but there was nothing on the bench, probably as a result of that. Wipeouts hanging in there, I would say. They're definitely in the picture coming into the final week. Scores, though, have been a little up and down at times. For the hamsters, once again, as I've mentioned before, always in the hunt. 
they fell short this week. Yeah, Prescott expected more nine. Seven for Mixon. The fumble didn't help at all. Five for Diggs. One for Sutton. Five for Conklin. Fournette had 17, not the 43 he had last week. Reynolds had six and special teams had 20. You know, on the bench, Najee had 10. Um, kind of thought he might uh, find his way into the lineup, but they've got some good running backs. Pollard, 17. So there were some bench players that scored well. Um, not much else to report. They're not out of it. It's going to be a wild week 14, with 14 week season this year. Um, let's get to the Costanzas clinching the division 110, defeating the Finns, who have also clinched the division with 55. We'll get to that in a moment. Costanzas 18 from Minshew, just yeah, why not? Let's throw him in. 18, that's what he gets. 19 from Connor continues to be strong. Cup bounces back after a couple of quieter weeks. 26, Pittman had 10. Four for Pitts, Edwards Alaire, seven. Waddle looks really good for the future. Nine. Special teams had 17. On the bench, well, they could have thrown in Hill. He had a good week. They went with Minshew instead. Harris had 26. Uh, Sony Michelle had 23. There's some good scores on the bench. They're going into the playoffs with the lineups looking pretty darn good. For the Finns, Mahomes had 10, 6 for Barkley. Uh, Thielen got injured early. He rolled his ankle. He, um, he, he's out now. Kendrick Bourne didn't score. Kelsey had 2. Kind of didn't need it. It was a grinder kind of game. Uh, Jackson had 1. Logan Thomas had 13, but now he's out. Back on IR. 23 for special teams, which was the highlight. Nothing you said about that. And there wasn't any scoring on the bench um, to, to really note. The Finns have just hung in there. They've tried some different things. You've got to give them credit for that. They've had injuries. It's tough. It's just a tough season. The Costanzas 110 defeated the Finns 55. And in the last game, that didn't matter. The Mudcats 114 did beat the Dockers 66. They're both out of the playoff hunt. Cousins had 20, 20 for Montgomery, 19 for Godwin, 33 for Johnson, 4 for Schultz, 5 for Ayuk, Smith had 1, 12 for special teams, you know. This has been a very strong division. It's been a big year uh, for that division and, you know, the Mudcats, <laughs> I think there's a lot of good signs, keep wise, and uh, could be a good year next year. Buddies have rebuilt nicely. For the Dockers, they're in the rebuilding phase, and it's clear. Allen, he's a keeper eight. He just had a big, a tough night. It was blowing and it was snowing. It was horrible weather. Elliot had four. I think it's time for Elliot to kind of almost be forgotten in some ways. He is injured. He hasn't been good. Smith had one. 24 for Harris. Um, although he now is suspended. Um, I think it's false vaccination card or something like that. Crazy. Four for Gazicki. Gordon didn't score. He actually didn't play in the end last minute. Beckham had 11. Special teams had 14. Gainwell had 14 on the bench. Sanders had 19 on the bench. Williams had 31 on the bench. He's a star. 
he's a definite, uh, well, world's well played by not playing him. <laughs> um, and I think the same goes for the cows. Some really, really smart work by not playing some of these first round keepers because they could be kept again uh, next year without actually taking a keeper on board. So really, really smart play. But it was the Mudcats defeating the Dockers 114 to 66. Let's look at the standings and, you know, we've got our four division leaders and outright division winners. So in the north, uh, the Queens have won the division with nine and four. The Wipeouts seven and six are still in the hunt. You know, we've still got a little bit of work to do as far as, uh, I'll, I'll get to kind of, you know, you know just broadly some scenarios. Uh, the Maulers are out with six and seven. Um, and I'll talk about who's kind of currently in the box seat as I go through next week's standings. The Finns won the division with six and seven in a division that uh, only had 11 wins total. Um, obviously the Cows three and 10, Dockers two and 11. I think the Dockers are gonna be the first round pick in next year's draft. In the East, uh, the Costanzas, they won the division nine and four. Great bounce back after uh, a couple of years again. The draft's working. The rookie draft is without a doubt working. The Crabs 7-5 and uh, 1 have a half-game lead. We'll talk about that. As I said, the Muddies didn't make it this year with 6-7, and seven, but it was a good performance, and I think the rebuild is on. Well, the West, is comp they're all in play. The Budgies have won the division. Um, they're got 8-4-1 uh, and one was enough to win it. Uh, nice effort. But the Hamsters and the Devils are still in the hunt at seven and six. Uh, so let's talk about what is going to happen, what could happen next week as we look at the matchups. Final week of the season, we'll go through the matchups that are going to matter. The first one is for the Crabs, they play the Costanzas. And uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting last game for the season. The Crabs, with a win, uh, are in. So 7-5-1 currently uh, with two... There's two wildcards, and there's four teams that can win the two wildcards. The Wipeouts, the Crabs, the Hamsters, and the Devils. Currently, the Crabs have a half-game lead. If they win, they're in. Uh, they play the Costanzas. The Wipeouts play the Queens. Uh, the Wipeouts... Now, this is where I'm not 100% sure... Um, based on who played who. Um, the Wipeouts, the Hamsters and the Devils must win. So that's kind of the first thing. The Wipeouts play the Queens. This is going to be a great matchup. Probably the slight edge this week will go uh, to, the, to the Queens, I would have thought. But we'll see. Wipeouts-Queens, very important game. Finns Maulers doesn't matter. Cows-Dockers... I don't think that matters, although it might be for the spoon or for the toilet bowl. The Devils play the Mudcats. This one matters, obviously. Devils need to win. Uh, there's, they could lose if the Wipeouts, the Hamsters, and the Devils lose, because they don't play each other. They could go... Yeah, they still could be in. I don't know what the tiebreakers are, and I'm sure someone will go through it, hopefully Aaron. Devils have to win. They play the Muddies. Muddies have been good. Devils have been up and down. Have to think the Muddies probably have a slight advantage this week, but we'll see. Tonight will be a big indicator because Cousins plays tonight. 
Eckler is questionable. Williams is out from a COVID perspective. A couple of buys this week. Um, but some players that can go in instead. Devils need to win. I think they probably need to win. This is the big one, though, I think, to us. The Budgies play the Hamsters. The Budgies are just on fire right now. Hamsters have to win, obviously. Well, they might not, as I said, not too sure. But it's going to be a great matchup. Ultimately, uh, they're the four teams that can get in. There's two places, four teams. They're all in the hunt. I think the Crabs probably, if they were to lose... Um, they would end, yeah, the, the Crabs lose. They would need, obviously, two of those other teams to lose. They win, they're in, leaving just that one spot. It's going to be an incredible last week. I think that uh, I might send an email out, you know, before the weekend to put it through. What I would love, and I think it'd be really cool going into the playoffs, maybe we um, we get a little pick her magic um, and he might be able to give us a preview and predictions of what might happen in the playoffs um, maybe once he knows so early next week we'll see look I just wish the the wipeouts the hamsters and the devils the best of luck I know that you know I'm obviously hoping to win um, this week and go on to, to, to continue in the playoffs it's been an incredible season so far for everybody. Some really close teams. A couple that have you know, had some very, very challenging injuries. But it all comes down to week 14. It used to be week 13. I like the week 14 mix. We'll see what happens. Good luck to everybody. It's going to be a, a wild Sunday and Monday. But for now, good luck and goodbye. Adding an addendum here as I actually have done the calculations now. So the Devils have the advantage over the wipeouts. The Devils and the Hamsters are even. And the wipeouts have the advantage over the Hamsters. So if it stays the way it is, so if all these teams win, because they don't play each other, it would be the Crabs and the Devils. Um, and then, obviously, if the Devils lose, it would be the Crabs' wipeouts. Now, if the Crabs lose and all other teams were to win, it would be Devils' wipeouts. So, the, at the moment, the Hamsters need something to happen to the Devils and the wipeouts and the Crabs. They basically have to be kind of on their own. So that's kind of the way it works. The Devils look like they're in the box seat. They win, they're through. Um, hamsters, so the, the wipeouts uh, need the Crabs to lose and the Devils to lose, one of one of those two to lose. And then the Hamsters need two of them to lose, the wipeouts and the Devils. If they were tied with the Devils, it would be another countback situation. Um, but we'll have to work that out. Good luck, everybody. That was the Bud edition. Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Because of you, we'll never be lost in the middle of a dense forest without a little plastic toothpick again. Won't get lost again. 
What's that bulge in my pocket? It's my knife. And my tweezers. And my scissors. And my spoon. And my bottle opener. And my fish scaler. Take it to the mess. And my leather awl. And my corkscrew. And my nail file. And my paring knife. And my hasp. What's a hasp? So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Because you make our pockets bulge humongously with pride. Mr. Giant Pocket Knife Inventor. Bud Light Beer at Isaac St. Louis, Missouri.